On today's episode, we thought we would do something slightly different and slightly festive and have a medics money socially distance Christmas quiz. That's right, we're going to ask you nine questions which cover all the key points that we've covered so far in our podcast. So the questions will be today and the answers will be next week. Uh, This week, we're also going to cover some listeners' questions that people have sent in by leaving us a review on iTunes. And Ed's tax trivia section, which is now legendary, has the top excuses for missing a tax return deadline. So this episode is a great way to catch up uh, on all the knowledge that we've dispensed so far and make sure that everything is as it should be. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Medics Money Podcast. My name is Dr. Tommy Perkins, and I'm a GP. And my name is Dr. Ed Cantelo, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor. And yes, you did hear that right. Not only is Ed a doctor, he's also a chartered accountant and a tax advisor. Medics Money empowers doctors and other professionals like you to make better financial decisions. So uh, great to be back with you in the Socially Distanced Medics Money podcast studio today. Ed, how's things? Yeah, not too bad to me. Thank you very much. It's not been a little while since I've uh, been on, I think. So uh, uh, yeah, good to be good to be back on the podcast. And, um, you know, Christmas is going to be a bit different this year um, because of the pandemic. Uh, but we're seems like we're going to be able to have some small scale celebrations, um, which we're very grateful for. Um, but at the same time, we appreciate uh, that those of you who celebrate Diwali or Eid uh, had to do in lockdown, which must have been really very difficult. Um, so we're fortunate for what we can do, and hopefully this pandemic will be over. So um, we we just come out of lockdown as we record this. Uh, what have you been up to, Ed? Um, so to be totally honest, with lockdown, not uh, not a huge amount really. There's not really much that I we can do so just really boring standard stuff working getting a bit of exercise or walking around every day yep um but yeah missing missing the gym missing me and my friends um i feel quite fortunate because as you may know i like kite surfing surfing and windsurfing all of which are done on your own and um we've had some first waves of the season and i actually caught uh, a wave with my daughter uh, her first proper big wave and normally as you know we use her surfboard as the table for our podcast recording but uh, we can't because it's all been waxed up and is a bit wet so she caught her first proper wave which was amazing and uh, just seeing the excitement on her face but uh, yeah lockdown uh, not much going on as you say uh, the other thing that uh, we both wanted to say to everybody listening is that for those of you that are working over this christmas thanks for everything that you do thank you um, I think the clapping has definitely stopped and working in the NHS is harder now than it's ever been in my experience. So if you're working this Christmas, keeping everyone safe, thank you so much for that. Um, I'm on call Christmas Eve, um, Ed, how's, and I'm on call New Year's Eve as well, which is great. Um, what about you? Uh, I'm not on call, but I'm, I'm working both those days. Yeah. Uh, until well, finishing time. Yeah. Okay. And um, your worst ever Christmas rotor? Um, so I've been fairly lucky with the old Christmas story did on, on the whole, but I guess my I, I did have to work um, Christmas Day. It was, a, it was called the medical long shift, I think, or long days in Guildford. I think it was nine till nine, um, where you know it wasn't actually a bad day in fairness because you know basically on the, the acute medical unit, uh, there's a big emphasis on trying to get people home where we could. Um, it was just quite a long day, and then afterwards I remember I walked home. I didn't have a car at that point, um, like forty minute walk home quite cold and then I put a pizza in the oven 
and then went straight to bed. So it wasn't the dream life. Yeah, it wasn't the best Christmas day in the world. But you know, yeah. um, you know, at least uh, they they put a Christmas dinner in the hospital. It's quite nice. With, okay, uh, for lunchtime. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Um, and by complete chance, Boxing Day was a Saturday, and I was only working the Monday to Friday on that rotor. So I did get Boxing Day with my family. So okay. That was quite nice. Yeah. Um, I've worked quite a few Christmases. I've seemed to have been unlucky. Uh, but as you say, um, it's what we signed up for. I never uh, really begrudged doing it. It's part of the job. Um, but yeah, I actually did the double one year. I'm not sure how it worked, but um, I worked Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, I think I was on call for ITU as the ITU SHO. Uh, shout out to anyone who's listening in Salisbury ITU. Um, so that was like... Yeah, the worst possible, the double, as I like to call it. But, um, you know, never regret doing it um, as part of the job. And so if any of you or lots of you are going to be working, thanks so much for what you do. We know how hard it is out there at the moment because we are also working out there. Um, so thanks. Yeah, thanks. Um, I thought we should also just talk a bit about um, the highlights of our Medics Money year because um, obviously the pandemic has been a very low point but for medics money this has kind of been our breakout year i think for us where things have started to really click and we started to achieve some of the goals that we set out to achieve which is to help our colleagues to make better financial decisions by educating them on their finances using things like this podcast and our blog and our webinars which are going amazing i think we did our first webinar last year we opened up we weren't really sure how many people were going to come. So we invited quite a few people and 950 doctors turned up, which was quite, quite amazing, insane. And we had another massive one recently. So if you're not getting the invites to our webinars, the easiest way to do that is to download our ebook. And um, we can't invite everybody. So we invite, um, you know, if it's about a consultant uh, topic, we invite consultants. And if it's about a junior doctor topic, then we invite junior doctors because we can't be keep having 980 people on a webinar because it is very crazy. Uh, so download the ebook if you want to do that. But um, I think for me, the most satisfying thing for Medics Money Year is just the impact of what we're doing is on having helping our colleagues. So occasionally we get people writing to us. So one person sent me a photo of them and their family moving into their brand new house. And um, they got a Medics Money mortgage advisor to sort out their mortgage because their bank told them that they couldn't get a mortgage. And so they thought, oh, we've lost the property. But luckily, one of our advisors stepped up and got the mortgage because obviously the banks don't know about the intricacies of doctor's pay and the rotor and everything. So uh, they got the uh, Medics Money mortgage advisor to sort that out. And I just, I have personally found a lot of satisfaction um, from helping our colleagues to do that kind of thing. Um, I got a slightly humorous example as well of a, a patient of mine, actually, in GP, who phoned up and I was reviewing her. She said, started off by saying, Dr. Perkins, you're the most wonderful doctor. I was thinking, well, you know, you know, she's she's not wrong. Um, but then she followed that up with, because my daughter is a doctor who's been having terrible trouble with her pension and didn't know where to turn. And her daughter, who's a doctor, actually found an advisor via Medics Money and sorted out her pension. So that was the basis of my patient thinking I was wonderful, not anything to do with my clinical skills. And Well, I'm sure they're very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> She didn't say anything about her clinical skills. So, uh, but I think the main thing is, you know, everybody listening to this is sharing it with their colleagues. And as a result, it's grown massively. We could not do this without you. We are literally just two doctors trying to help out our colleagues. And we've grown to be very, very big now. And that's purely because people have been telling uh, everyone about us. So um, that's some of the highlights. We'll talk a bit more about that later. But I think we should get straight into the questions. 
Yeah, and that's, I just want to add, um, uh, you know, in terms of, yeah, thank you guys. It's been, you know, thanks for all your um, support for us. Um, I've also quite enjoyed, you know, in terms of highlights for myself, um, the fact that uh, quite a lot of people that I used to go to medical school with have been in touch with me and saying, oh, Ed, I've heard your podcast or I come across this or, you know, etc. So it's been a really nice way to get back in touch with people that I'd lost touch with. Um, we also had a bit of a, um, you know, a, we had a partnership with Rolls Royce as well. And if you want to mention that, Tommy. Definitely. How could I forget about that? Yeah. So at the start of the pandemic, when no one could get PPE, including us, I was rooting around in my garage trying to find my welding goggles to wear as PPE. Uh, and my wife actually uh, facilitated a contact through Facebook of all mediums. Uh, and we ended up making 10,000 uh, PPE visors with Rolls Royce. Uh, episode three covers this in more detail. Uh, but that was, um, you know, that was something which started really small and got really out of control. Uh, and yeah, good. Thanks for reminding me about that. And definitely just supporting what you're saying about the podcast. Um, we're both really enjoying it. I think we're both not naturally outgoing people. And if yeah, you definitely. said, go and present to a room of a thousand people. Uh, I'd be really scared. I mm. think you would be too. But, um, you know, a thousand people per episode are listening to this and uh, we're not that scared because everybody's being really helpful and helping us. But um, it is time for a test now. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. yeah. Uh, so question one. Um, in podcast episode 12 uh, with Rachel Hall, we did a beginner's guide to the NHS pension. One thing I wanted to ask you is what is the normal retirement age in the 1995 section of the NHS pension, the 2008 section of the NHS pension, and the 2015 section of the NHS pension? So what is the normal retirement age for 95, 2008, and 2015 scheme? And there is a bonus point available already um, for this if you can tell me uh, sort of something extra about the retirement age of the 95 scheme, which Rachel mentioned. Yeah, very good. I think um, that's in, uh, is that podcast episode 12? Episode 12, yep. Yeah, okay. Look, yeah, brilliant. Okay. All right. Um, so question two, we wanted to ask you guys, you know, what is the earliest year that you can claim a tax rebate for right now? Um, so as you know, you can, um, you know, claim tax, or you should know by now, um, you can claim a tax back on your employment expenses as a, as a doctor, but, you know, just how far back can you go? Um, and I think that's covered um, in depth in, in podcast episode two, for those of you who want to refresh your memory on that or, or go and listen to that. Um, we also wanted to ask you in question three, uh, which of the following employment expenses can you claim against your employment income for income tax purposes? Okay, this we've got five, five different expenses that you may or may not have incurred. Um, which of these can you claim against your employment income? Can I can I clarify this question? Yeah. Is it a single best answer, or is there multiple best answers, no, or so what's the deal? It's kind of like true, I guess true or false, really. Okay, true or false? Can you claim um, claim these expenses? So, a your Royal College exams or examination fee. Sorry, if you resit the exam. Okay. B your travel costs to a Royal College exam. So if you get if you have to get a train to uh, to an exam, obviously at the moment. A lot of you guys aren't actually traveling to exams because of uh, COVID, but when you were doing that or when you will be doing that, can you claim those travel costs? C, a stethoscope to replace the one that you bought as a medical student. Okay. D, costs for a diploma. And E, any professional um, subscriptions to a, a medical journal that you've taken out because you're interested in reading more medical journals. Um, so, which of those can you claim an employment? Um, can you make a claim for, and which of those can't you? Okay, so that's a lot of that is covered in again podcast episode two, 
but we'll um, we'll cover that in our answers uh, in the next podcast. Um, and then question four, okay, is of those expenses I've just mentioned, um, A to E, which of those can you use to reduce your national insurance bill? Okay, uh, and that is covered in episode 14. So if you want to hear all about um, national insurance and how to, you know, how you calculate that and if there are any ways to reduce your national insurance bill, um, then please do go to podcast episode 14. Yeah, we're we're getting quite technical already. I like it. Um, would this be a good point to um, briefly mention the reviews that people have been so kind to leave us? Because it's a while since we've been through them. So um, I think we covered all, most of these already. But um, I just wanted to say UK Gasman 2020, presumably an anaesthetist, uh, says excellent podcast. Thanks very much for that. Um, Billy Bongatron uh, is asking a really technical question about national insurance. He really enjoyed your national insurance episode. We're going to cover a selection of questions in the new year, so that we'll cover that one in the um, questions episode. Um, and final look is saying a fellow graduate of economics like you, Ed, um, nice. before medicine, um, he or she is asking about some benefits that you get from holding individual shares um, and I have absolutely no idea about that. I personally don't hold any individual shares. I only hold funds of well-diversified funds. Um, so if anyone knows the answer to that question, definitely write in. But uh, it seems like you may have been able to get chocolate vouchers for holding some shares in a certain company. Right. I mean, I think at some point in the in 2021, we, we plan to cover, um, do a podcast on what are called uh, tax reducers. Um, so there are various different share schemes that you can invest in that will reduce your tax bill. Um, so that might be one for you to listen to. That might be useful. Um, yeah. So that's going to be coming in uh, 2021. So uh, watch out for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get back into the questions because the, they've had a, at least two minutes there to consider the answers to the first four questions. Yeah. Um, so question five, here us. Yeah, so question five. Okay, so if your tax code currently is 1350L1350L, how much tax-free personal allowance does that mean that you get currently? Okay, so a lot of people find tax codes very confusing. If you're one of those people and you haven't checked out episode four of our podcast, then then please do go into great detail on, on tax codes and what they mean. Um, hopefully, those of you who have listened to that podcast already should be able to know the answer to this. You know, if your tax code is one three five zero L, how much tax-free personal allowance are you getting? And I just want to say on, on a related note, um, if your tax code is wrong, um, you know, we have a wealth of information on, on this on our website. So not just the podcast, episode four, loads of stuff on our website about this, including um, how you can notify HMRC to tell them that your tax code is, is wrong uh, using your personal tax account, which I'm not going to bang on about again, because I know I do that every podcast I'm on. Um, but, you know, please, please, please do get a personal tax account if you haven't already. And you can find out how to do that on our website. Okay. Um, and I do have some people, including, you know, I've got a, you know, one of my best, best friends, um, who've said to me things like, oh, it's such a mess, my tax code, and it's constantly, you know, wrong. Um, you know, I may as well just do, um, do a tax return. I might as well just do a self-assessment tax return and just that will clear, clear the decks and that'll be, that'll get everything sorted. Um, and I really wanted to say that unfortunately, really sadly, that's just not how it works. Um, HMRC will only let a certain group of people do tax returns. Um, and you know, they won't let, this won't let you do a tax return. Okay. So you can't just do a tax return because you feel that would be the best way out of a certain situation, sadly. Um, if you want to know who exactly has to do a tax return, uh, and also who can do a tax return, if you don't have to, um, then we're going to cover that as well in our, um, answer podcast in the, in the new year. So watch out for that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that episode. 
Yeah. And uh, I know that, um, you know, lots of people quite like my my tax trivia stuff, which I, I think is actually another one of my little highlights from the year because I kind of assume that one would, you know, start falling asleep. But um, people do seem to quite like it. And um, I thought because it's a, you know, Christmassy podcast, you know, it's a bit of, bit of fun, a bit lighthearted. Uh, we'll just mention some of the the top excuses that have come out for um, missing the tax return deadline. So for those of you who do do a tax return, the deadline is always the 31st of January. So, you know, it's coming up fairly soon, two, two months time or so. Um, and, you know, here are HMRC's own favourite or what they call the most ridiculous um, late tax return excuses. Okay, so just a bit, a bit of fun. Okay, in reverse order. Um, so number five, their, their fifth favourite um, uh, excuse was a man who said that his uh, his boiler had broken and his fingers were too cold to type. Um, quite quite a novel excuse, you know. It's, it's pretty cold out there at the moment, but uh, you know they weren't washing that one. Uh, number four, uh, our junior member of staff registered our client in self assessment by mistake because they were not wearing their glasses. Pretty ridiculous, obviously. You know, wearing glasses is quite quite a good idea, but it's quite amazing how if you weren't wearing your glasses, you could go through such a process to register someone for self assessment and. We'll, and we'll cover that in our, uh, you know, um, in, let's say, all about self-assessment in our next podcast uh, or the next one, the answer podcast. Um, number three, I was just too busy. My first maid left, my second maid stole from me, and my third maid was very slow to learn. Not uh, not particularly great excuse um, for not doing your tax return, trying to train your, train your maids, um, you know. Um, number two. I'm just too short to reach the post box, which I can really, uh, you know, um, sympathise with. I'm quite, <laughs> quite that short, but you know, not quite uh, as tall as Tom. I'll, I'll post yours if you too much. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some letters, Tommy. Give you my Christmas cards. And then finally, their their their, their favourite excuse for not um, or for filing their tax return late was somebody wrote in and said, um, "I filed it late because my mother-in-law is a witch and put a curse on me." Um, needless to say, they didn't quite buy that, and uh, he got fined. So um, you know, just a bit of bit of fun for for Christmas. So they're real excuses that people put in as an yeah. an attempt to avoid the fine, which results a late filing penalty. Yeah, absolutely. So you get fined hundred pounds minimum if you don't file your tax return, and uh, those are just some of the creative ways that people are trying to uh, get out of that that fine. I can sympathise with the one who said their fingers were too cold to type because it's pretty chilly in here this morning. Oh, you. you Pretty, pretty cold in your house yeah, yeah. My, my, like my heating cranked up quite high so uh, i'm too frugal to do that <laughs> um okay uh so question six uh on episode nine we talked about esg investing and this is a really interesting episode for any doctors really that are investing and, and looking to avoid making money from uh, smoking or profiting from oil stocks or other non-ethical uh, investments but what does esg stand for um, great. Uh, so question seven, am I doing that one as well? Looks like it. Um, in episode 11, we did a case study of two doctors that uh, a medics money advisor had helped out. Uh, Alex was a GP and George was a ST6. Uh, we talked about loads in this episode. It's really worth checking that out, episode 11. But one thing that we did talk about was something called an Erbo. So what does an ERBO stand for? E-R-R-B-O. So what does ERBO stand for? And that's question seven. 
Uh, I'm on a roll here, so I'm going to carry on. Uh, question eight. Um, Dr. Abdullah Albiati uh, is kindly mentoring us, and he has uh, got this company called Medical Chain, which uses uh, the same software that Bitcoin uh, works on uh, to uh, build this amazing company. He's raised $24 million in funding, and he was kind enough to come on our podcast in episode 10. So what was uh, Abdullah's number one financial tip? And that was covered in episode 10. Great. And I think our, our, our final question, so question nine, um, on a very recent podcast, uh, we covered off um, cremation form income. So the, I think that's episode 19. So our this final question is the following. If you earn £500 in cremation form income while you're, while you're employed by a hospital trust, how much income tax would you pay on that £500? As I say, that's all covered in uh, episode 19. So check that out. Um, but uh, we'll also cover the answer in the new year. Very deliberate wording on that question as well. So yeah, we'll while employed yeah. by Hospital Trust, I feel like you stressed that. Yeah. Uh, so it might be significant. Nothing okay, nervous. great. Well, um, Christmas is coming uh, in a couple of days' time. And whatever you're doing, I hope that you get to spend some time with your family or loved ones. And if you're working, again, uh, like us, uh, thank you so much for everything that you do. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And definitely tune in next week when we will be going through the answers to all of these questions and a few more little bits of tax trivia for you. So we look forward to uh, catching up with you next week after Christmas. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys, and yeah, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, indeed.